listening to Behind the Design, featuring the best in the interior design industry. Hi everyone, this is Lee and Alex from Ivy. Today, Shannon Peppard is with us. Shannon Peppard is the principal designer and owner of Peppard Design. After attending the Harrington College of Design, Shannon began a career in the financial sector, but continued to practice interior design on friends and family homes. After leaving her employer to have her two oldest children, Shannon began her interior design business. Shannon is in the process of refreshing her website that will include an online shop for pillows and will also include her very first blog, which Shannon is calling Pep Talk. I love it. Shannon recently began using social media for her business, which has been rewarding and challenging. Shannon resides in St. Charles with her husband, Doug, and their three children and two dogs, Piper and Finn. Thank you, Shannon, for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love this opportunity. Hi, Shannon. This is Alex. I'll start with our very first question. So it's really interesting to see that you actually started your career in the financial sector. And we know that a lot of designers in our community and in the broader industry often um, switch careers into designing. How did, how did that happen for you? How did you make the switch from such a different type of industry into the world of interior design? I'd love to hear more. Yeah, well, you know, it, it actually just happened um, by chance. It wasn't any strategic move by any means. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in design school in Chicago at Harrington, I actually worked at the Mercantile Exchange um, on the on the trading floor. So I got a lot of my financial background kind of working um, in the pits at the at the marts. Um, so or at the Merck. And so it just, you know, once I finished school and stuff, it was kind of just a natural transition to kind of go into just the financial part of it mm -hmm. uh, and, and landed, you know, a company that was in mutual funds and kind of started there. Um, but always my passion being, you know, design. So while I was still doing that, I was doing a lot of like friends and, and family homes. And once mm -hmm. I you know, got married, um, you know, designing my own home really brought, um, you know, kind of my whole uh, design uh, you know, to, to, to the masses, you know, all neighbors and friends and family kind of saw what I could do mm -hmm. and were really intrigued by it. So um, I was constantly being asked to, you know, can you help me with this? Can you do this? And I realized like, hey, you know what, I can, you know, I should really make this a career, especially because it was taking a lot of time away, my free time and like away from my kids and stuff. So I kind of just decided like, you know what, um, after I had, I have three kids, but after my first two, um, were kind of off in kindergarten and stuff. I was constantly getting bombarded from friends and family, still wanting to help me help with design work. And at that point, I just said, how can I make this to where they realize this isn't a hobby and this is something it's that business. Yeah. is an actual business. So I just kind of went online and, and made some business cards and had those printed and realized like, okay, this is maybe, you know, the way to, 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 to kind of start this. So I created the business cards. Um, friends and family definitely helped to, to pass that along and, and, and give out um, so that it was kind of getting around. And the opportunity um, of the first really paid client was, again, through a family friend um, that happened to be probably the best client to this to, to the 15 years of doing this was my first client. And I thought all clients were going to be like this. <laughs> wow. you know, because this was client. Go ahead. That's, 
No, I was going to say, how exactly did you actually take that leap from designing for friends and family to total strangers? Was it yeah. referrals? Well, it was all referrals. My business has been based on all referrals up until the last uh, November when I kind of started really doing the social media stuff. So really up until, you know, you know, 14 years of doing this, everything has been based on referrals for me. That's incredible. And I'm yeah. sure your background in finance actually also helped building your business. It did. It did. Um, but also I do have to say like, that's not, you know, my, my creative side is definitely more of my strong suit <laughs> and it's not, I mean, if it's, I mean, my husband is more of that financial side in business. And when we started out, I could never have done or be where I am at right now without, you know, his help with, with finance and, and, and just being kind of the more business side of it. Yeah. Um, I was more of the creative while still having a financial background. Um, he definitely helped with just getting the business um, kind of set. I'm more of that person that, you know, um, the tone of my business was, you know, just kind of like, you know, I, I'm going to trust and I'm not going to have all of these processes in place and I'm just going to do this. This is going to be creative. <laughs> and it, I quickly realized that that's not, that's not how to run a business. Um, and actually Ivy has helped me kind of take my business to the next level and realizing, oh, wow, there are processes and there's, you know, that the community of Ivy has been in a tremendous help with my business and has really brought me to the next level. Oh, that's so good to hear. Uh, on, the, on the next point, I want to touch on that transition from, you know, doing design work for your friends and family to moving over to making it your full-time career. How do you handle that delicate balance of when your friends and family basically want free design advice. How do you make sure that people don't really take advantage of your expertise and think that this expertise is free? Well, that's, that's a very fine line and it is tricky. Um, and I think there's been a lot of, um, you know, in the beginning it was very tough and I was taken advantage of a lot. And it gets to the point where if you don't say anything or if you don't do, you know, certain, put certain things into place, you do start to, you know, lose friendships. And sometimes, you know, I mean, it's just like you realize like this person's only coming around because of my design expertise. And that's the only time I hear from, you know, this person. And so I think a lot of it um, is a learning, you know, lesson that I had to kind of just realize my first thing is anytime that someone wants to ask me a question or, you know, it's kind of a casual thing or a text, you know, my response is, and I feel like this has helped tremendously is that, um, you know, I say, yeah, you know, I would love to help you. Let, let's set up a design consult um, on my calendar. And, you know, I would love to, to answer those questions for you. And nine out of 10 times, I don't really hear from them <laughs> more on design stuff or, or it's, I would absolutely, I totally honor, you know, you, you and, and what you do. And I know that it's a business and I, I would love it if you could, you know, fit me into your schedule. So that's really the pivotal point of knowing if you're being, you know, friends and family are just kind of wanting to pick your brain about stuff like, and that's, that's also really hard because that's what friends do most of the time. And so I think it's hard to have a friend as an interior designer because, you know, your friends are the ones that you kind of reach out to and say, Hey, what is this? You know, what do you think about this lamp? You know, yeah. and, and with, with us, it's like, okay, this is our design. You know, I'm doing this all day long. I don't want mm -hmm. to, to field calls from my friends and family at night and during the day on more stuff that I'm trying to kind of, you know, detach from when it's when I'm not, right when I'm not working. So, um, but I do find like, 
I really, now I don't beat around the bush. Now I let them know that, you know, I, I've, you know, I've got a six month waiting list and I'm, you know, really busy. Wow. I would love to help um, you, but let me, you know, let me get you to my assistant and she can schedule a consult and I, you know, I can definitely help you at that point. So that usually kind of weeds out the ones that are really serious and realize and, and appreciate my talent and appreciate that it needs that, that it is a business that I'm running. So you basically, you're not reactive immediately. You're more like, I'm not going to answer this on the spot. So let's sign up, let's sign up for a consultation and we can take it from there. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Do not be reactive because that's what I was doing in the beginning because I wanted to please everyone and I wanted everyone and I wanted to genuinely help everyone. I mean, that's, I mean, that's part of what I do is, is I love creating beautiful things for people. And I love that they, you know, have that, that ability, I, I have that ability to make things beautiful for people. And, mm-hmm. and that makes me feel so good. So you, I think that's what a lot in the beginning you get stuck doing. Um, and I think in the, in the beginning, it's really important to kind of do that for like the new, the newcomers, the people that are starting their businesses. I think you have to do some of that stuff. I mean, most of my business, all of my business started really by doing friends and family and they would talk and they would talk to other people and other people and other people. So that's where all the word of mouth starts. So, um, but it's once you get to a point where you've established yourself um, and you don't have time to do those little things anymore because you've, you're, you're running a full-time business. Yeah, completely. Makes total sense. I like how you now handle it. Yeah, and it's a matter of establishing that boundary and understanding where your business is at and at which point you, you have to start saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It, it's definitely a hard process, but it's for your sanity, it, it's, you, you need to do it. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I'd love to discuss your social media strategy a little bit. I've been following you on Instagram for a while and love what, what you're up to. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about your process, what have you learned from it, how have you grown your social media presence, and anything that you can share with our listeners. Yeah, so this whole social media thing is kind of funny. Um, (laughs) This is something that I have tried to stay away from (laughs) um, for a very long time, just because, again, it's a full-time job in itself. Mm -hmm. And I quickly realized once I started that, wow, this consumes uh, a lot of time in the day. If if you're doing it on your own, it consumes you a lot. Um, but I think the pivotal moment of social media and this whole brand um, on brand and all this was I went and attended the Bold Summit and it was here in Chicago oh, wow. yeah. back in November. And this was the first time for me to ever do any type of, you know, meeting with interior, other interior designers, you know, I kind of, my whole 14 years of doing my business, I kind of just, this was my world. I didn't consult with anyone. I didn't, you know, talk to anyone. It was just like, I was just doing my work. I was busy. I didn't need to market myself. I I had a constant, you know, flow of clients. So I didn't really need to market myself. And I felt like, oh, well, social media, that's, that's, you know, what you do when, when to use it. So, Really going to Bold Summit really opened up my eyes, Um, met so many amazing designers and contacts and people in the industry that, I mean, it was kind of eye-opening for them to say like, well, what do you mean you don't have a picture of yourself on social media? And what do you mean your picture's not on a website? Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's not what I'm selling. And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, you are the brand, you know? And, And so that was really a pivotal, like, sentence for me like oh okay so bold summit was like 
brand awareness and opening my eyes to, mm -hmm. I do need social media. I do need to take, you know, the time to kind of do that. And I wasn't photographing anything. I wasn't professionally hiring photographers to do it because that's so interesting. Yeah. The times have changed. Yes. Yes. And everything was word of mouth. You know, I, you know, whatever I was getting the, you know, from one client, two or three clients, well, they were showing their own homes to them, right. they were showing their own pictures. So I didn't really have to dabble in that, but Looking back, um, it's kind of ironic, today's podcast, you know, I just launched um, all new websites, my first blog, and um, I've now done an online shop. And it, it's all a culmination of November, you know, Bold Summit, where I started this kind of, you know, road down this whole social media and taking my business to another level. And here we are today talking to you that at 9 a.m. this morning, Central Time, <laughs> it all got launched. And Amazing. It, Congratulations. It's so great. And I'm so glad to hear your feedback on Bold. We were actually one of the sponsors of this past Bold Summit. So I'll definitely let Julia know. It it, you know, and it was, it was your girl, Risa, that really is <laughs> 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 amazing. She and there. she is the one that took me to the side and I was so proud of my little business card and my website. <laughs> and she took me aside very nicely and said, um, you need some help. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is all from, from November till today that we've really been working on it. And, um, Incredible. there were times that, I wanted to just throw my hands up and these long hours and long days and I can't believe I have to do another post and it's going to take me you know, so much time to get this together and it all makes it worth it today. Like I, I'm, I'm so proud of, of course, this isn't just me, you know, my whole team. I mean, I could not have done it without the experts in the fields that I kind of brought in for my, you know, for my team to kind of carry this out and, and make it happen. Um, you know, I realized early on that not everything's in my wheelhouse and I had to surrender to that. I had to yeah. realize that, you know, I need to surround myself with experts in their field. And I wasn't a social media person. I wasn't a web designer. I was, you know, all these things that came into play that were so brand new to me. I learned so much, but it's definitely, I think the designers out there that are trying to take their business to a different level, um, you need to also realize like you can't do it on your own. I, I, I don't think it's possible. I think that, you know, while it's still your baby and you're approving everything and you're making sure that your brand is what you want and the tone of it, you also have to realize that you, you need to surround yourself with the people that, that can help you. Totally. And on that point of learning, I would love to hear about how you've learned from a mistake you've made. What's one very big mistake you've made when working with a client that has helped shape how you do things today? Well, that's, um, there's, it, I have to say, um, in the beginning, my, my philosophy with my business was not really implementing all of, um, you know, all the processes and the contracts. I had a more relaxed formality um, with how I presented things and how I, how I entered into, you know, projects with clients. So I never was like really, oh, you've got to sign this contract. In the beginning, I didn't even have a contract. It was mm -hmm. really just a shaking of the hand and, you know, in a sense that like, okay, I'm going to start this and this, do this. this is going to be great. Well, it worked for about 12 years and I never thought anything differently. And then there was that one client <laughs> that you don't have a contract in place and you know, 
they're the client that, you know, obviously it didn't work out and not having a contract signed um, was a big mistake of mine. So ever since that particular client, I have now implemented all of the processes. Um, my clients get welcome packets that kind of, you know, outline, you know, what to expect, um, how the client designer relationship is going to work. There's a lot of people that I work with that have never, I'm their first time designer. They've never worked with another designer. So I have a great welcome packet that I present to them that maybe sparks some questions that they would not normally think of because they've never been through the process. So I take the time in the beginning now to really lay out those formalities, but still have it in a very um, relaxed setting, you know, because I'm not so business, business, business. I, I'm wanting to make that relationship with the client. I mean, all of my clients are, by the end of projects, are my friends. So, um, you know, that I, says I wanted, a lot about you. Oh, thank you. It's, it's thank a you really that. hard thing to do. <laughs> it, I know, I know, it is, it is. But you know, it, I, I really, I really am, am happy that 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 always happens. I mean, I have clients that I've had for ten plus years. I mean, it's an ongoing, you know relationship as a designer and a, and, and a client, but it's also a friend and a friend, you know, um, so it really, it really works out well. And um, so these, you know, my biggest mistake was definitely not having a contract and sticking to that contract mm -hmm. and having that client sign that contract before we started the project. Now, everyone has to sign that contract before a project starts. So I would have to say that's, that was my biggest mistake um, mm -hmm. that I can think of. That makes, that, that makes sense. And we've heard that from a lot of our uh, podcasts, guests, actually. And speaking of these clients, have you ever had to break up with one? And if yes, how did you handle this? See, that, that um, it, it really depends on the situation um, and how far into the project you're at in. Um, coming, you know, I, I always feel like all of these, like, mistakes that you make in, in, in your job, you know, it's always learning experiences. And, and with all of those little mistakes and, and, and kind of falling into, in the beginning, not realizing the client was a bad client, but now from that client, you know, the red flags, you know what to look for. So over the years, I've kind of, re I, I, I can, I can search those out and I can figure out, you know, how not to mm -hmm. enter further with this client because the red flags are there and and I now trust my guts um, you know and it took a lot of you know mistakes um, for me to enter in with clients when I had that gut feeling it was like it was there but I'm like oh you know I, I I'm gonna make them happy it's gonna be fine and then I realized at the end I've gone through the entire project miserable because mm. they've They've been bad clients, but I'm always there to make sure that they're happy. So I did that for a long time. Now, um, breaking up with clients is so much easier because I just, I see the red flags. That first time consult isn't just them interviewing me. I'm interviewing them and I'm mm -hmm. looking for those red flags, unfortunately, because of the past, you know, problems I've had with some clients. So, um, and what are those red flags? Uh, for example, some red flags for me is when people ask questions, um, mm -hmm. such as like, when I'm out at the store, can I text you some pictures and would you be okay with that? You know, nope, right. you know, that's, that's something that, you know, if you're hiring me as your designer, that's going to kind of, that's, that's not going to work. You know, you're, you've got to let go and you've got to trust the expert that you've now hired to create the space that you couldn't create and that's why you're hiring me to create it. So, you know, I, I, there's a lot of red flags in the sense where it's like, 
when the clients ask you questions of how to go around you, you know, how to get, how to get things, how to get things with, that, you know, that, that, that aren't in set in my contract that, that are clear in that welcome packet, like, nope, we can't do that, you know. So I feel like a red flag definitely is, you know, when the client isn't all vested in you, you know, mm -hmm. they're still trying to um, have ways of kind of cutting you out of it. Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. Uh, now let's talk about your business model. How have you structured it? How did, is this the same way you've always structured it? And do you plan to make changes to it in the future? And where do you see most of your money coming from? Um, so my business model has always been the same. I've always been an hourly with a markup. Um, the changes I have made since being um, an Ivy um, designer now um, and learning and listening to all the other designers, um, I've realized that I've made little tweaks along the way. Like for instance, um, you know, the, the hourly, uh, has always been, I, in the beginning, I made sure that the 20, like I would do, I would tell them exactly what the markup is. Now I take that out. Now it's like, oh, I was being really transparent with the client up front in the beginning, but now talking and listening to other client or other designers, I realized, you know, it's like them going into a store and you don't know what the store bought that pair of jeans for or that shirt for. So, you know, you're marking up how you see fit, you know, what works for you and what works in your business and what, what you want to make on that particular thing. So now I'm always, I've always been hourly, but now my markup is just to my discretion, you know, and it, mm -hmm. and another thing with the Ivy community has helped me where I was mostly in the beginning, I was shopping at those big box stores. I wasn't going direct to wholesale and vendors. Mm -hmm. And I was realizing I was leaving a lot on the table and where I could make a lot more by going and making those relationships with those wholesale vendors mm -hmm. um, and, and having more of a markup than 30%. Um, and what's that vendor that you've been loving to shop directly from? Oh gosh, there's so many, but I think my favorite's been Palachek. Uh, they have been, I just, uh, I just recently went to Las Vegas market and I fell in love with their showroom. So <laughs> they have been, they have been one of my, um, my go-tos. Um, I also, um, at also at the Las Vegas market, I've, uh, discovered all, uh, Adler and Tweed. Um, so they are another furniture company that I've been, and their pricing is amazing. And I feel like, they're really not out there. So it's kind of a little, you know, I, I don't feel like a lot of designers kind of know about them yet. Yeah. So um, uh, that's something that um, I've been really happy with, with working with them. I mean, that's so nice. And speaking of products, I saw that you're launching a pedal line. That's yes, congratulations. So cool. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It has been, it has been a labor of love. Um, it has, uh, I mean, it's so cool to finally see those pictures of the pillows like, on incredible. a website, on an online shop. I mean, really, it's my husband actually laughs about it because, you know, he just is like, oh, my God, you're such, you know, like you just whatever you want to do, you just do. <laughs> and he's like, there was one day that I'm just like, hey, you know what, we're going to go to the flea market and we're going to go look for fabrics and we're going to go see what we can find. And sure okay. enough. I'm walking out of that flea market with, you know, a wagon full of, you know, African 
mud cloth and African, you know, fabrics that I'm ready to make pillows out of. <laughs> and so um, they're all authentic. I met an incredible guy there who goes to Africa twice a year and is, you know, a buyer for, for and brings them back here to the States. And um, it's been, it's been really fun. It really, I mean, there's been a lot of work and I feel like now having this under my belt and the first line of pillows going out, like I feel like it's going to be even more, um, more fun to, to, to create and come up with the next line of pillows. And mm -hmm. now that I know all the processes and I know how, how much work it goes into um, that, you know, I've, I've kind of learned from some mistakes already. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm really excited even to start, you know, working on the next, the next line. So how much work is it? It's a lot. <laughs> um, it's a lot. It's, you know, again, Luckily, I've got a great team um, that helps mm -hmm. me create um, everything and, and kind of pull it all together. Um, but you know, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of patience because you don't have your hands on everything, and you're waiting for other people to. You know, I'm kind of that person that I just like. Oh, I'm going to just if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to do it mm -hmm. myself because I know that that's you know, it's going to get done and it's going to get done right. Where I've really had to realize, like, no, I got to sit back. And I've got to realize that I can't have my hand in everything and that these people that are helping me need to, you know, they're the experts at some of these, of these things and it all needs to come together. So a lot of it for me um, was so my excitement for it and wanting to see it come to fruition, but mm -hmm. the process of the timing of everything and it does take time. And, you know, even though the person that um, I've, uh, work with and, and partnered with to, to make the pillows. She's amazing and super, super fast. And her quality is incredible for the amount of time that it takes her um, to, to finish pillows. So, um, but you know, it was still time to wait, you know, it was still time to, to kind of get it all, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of steps to it. Um, but it really, it really, and it's today really really makes it, it all possible. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Why don't you tell your um, your URL for your website so that people listening can go check out your pillows? Oh, sure, sure. It's uh, www.pepperdesign.com. So P-E-P-P-E-A-R-D-D-E-S-I-G-N.com. Great. And my final question is a very positive one. I'm sure you have lots of things jam-packed in it. But what's your intention? I'd say, what's your biggest intention for your business in 2018? And how do you plan to achieve this? Yeah, um, you know, I feel like um, I've kind of, I mean, five months in the making, I've, I've definitely achieved my 2018 goals, which is the launch of, of the website and the first blog and rebranding. So really my focus from this point forward is just the execution on everything and making sure that everything is executed well and that I focus on, on, you know, building, keep building it well. Um, I've got a lot of other things, kind of dreams in the pipeline that I want to add to it, but I don't want to spread myself too thin because I feel like that just dilutes you and it doesn't keep it, you know, the, it, it, you know, I, I want to do it step by step. So really just my, my intention and my, my goals for the rest of the year for 2018 is just focusing on the execution of everything that I've created so far. Execution and timing, they're the most, I'd say they're, they, they, they are the ingredients for magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you guys are definitely, uh, <laughs> I'm so proud of both of you, and I can't believe you're so sweet. Yeah, I'm so proud. I love everything that you're doing, Rudy. It's incredible to be able to manage all these different aspects of a single business. 
Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been great. And I want to just say that Ivy has definitely helped us get to that level and and the the just the pure uh, the Ivy community and being able to reach out and and having that every you know all the processes and all of the organization and processes um, kind of put together for you has been such an amazing help and growth for my business that I can't even tell you I thank you so much for you guys for for doing what you've done and and I'm looking forward to keep you know part of this Ivy community and, and seeing what what the next greatest and best things are that you guys have for us. You're so, so sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shannon. Well, to wrap up, I just want to say it's also a blessing for us to have you in our community and, you know, every single one of you guys really make it so special and it really warms our hearts every day to see the, the openness and the, the collaborative environment that we witnessed on this page. Like you said, you discovered a lot of things at Bold, one of which was to be to reach out and branch out to other firms and continue this um, communication and learning experience. Yeah, and definitely. We all grow from it. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for sharing all this insight today. It's been so nice learning a little bit more about your business, your new adventures for this year. So thank you. Thank you so much. Congratulations again on the launch of your new website and pillow line. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It was so nice talking with you. Have a great day. You too.